bonus. Funky, butt-loving Bush Leaguers. This is the bonus episode of Sunday League, the podcast. I am DH. I'm here with my boy, Boski. What up, baby? You're looking cute. <laughs> Thanks, Boski. I'm here with Rube. <laughs> what up, bitches? <laughs> hey, and uh, no, they are not here today. I am running the ship solo. That's right. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. I'm the captain now. That's right, DH holding it down for the guys today. I'll get into that in a little bit, but yeah, this is a bonus episode, and on this one, we are talking all about the Mariners and how awesome they are and how much everybody else sucks. And if that's not what you were hoping to tune into, well, uh, guess what? I'm just kidding. Not happening. This is a bonus episode um, there's a lot of baseball to talk about, a lot of Sunday league ball to talk about, a lot of MLB stuff to talk about, but, um, I'm going to keep this one relatively short and wait until the boys get back. So I'm drinking a little bit of a drinky drink solo <laughs> today. I got into my wife's liquor cabinet and busted out her pomegranate vodka. Shit is delicious with a little bit of Coke. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And... Yeah, bringing this one out for you guys. Bonus episode because there was some Sunday League baseball that actually went down after the Memorial Day weekend and some big games, some big games that went down. So we'll get into that. But uh, first off, why am I solo on this episode? Um, You can tell me. Maybe you guys can tell me which one of these reasons is real or fake for why Rube is not here today. Uh, reason number one is Rube went to Disneyland and had some graduation celebrations to attend. Or reason number two was he was mowing his lawn and he got lost in it for two days. And he just came out. Uh, for Boski, reason number one is uh, maybe he was following the Red Sox around town like a Trevor Bauer groupie. Or reason number two, maybe he is at a rooster show in San Francisco because he bought a ticket to the wrong cock rating competition. You can tell me which one is real or which one is fake. I'm sure you can figure it out. But yeah, both of our guys are out of town for the weekend. Boski went all the way up to Oakland and actually saw a three-game sweep. So, of course, he had to keep his good juju going, you know, that Sunday league rub, and go to the Angel game tonight because the Red Sox are in town. And, of course, the Red Sox win one nothing. So what does that mean? Both he's going tomorrow. <laughs> and then after that, if the Red Sox win, guess what? <laughs> he's going to the next one. And then after that, you already know. But then after that, I don't know. They, uh, they're they on the road, so I don't know how far uh, Boski's willing to go. Rube, on the other hand, some graduation celebrations. Congratulations to all the grads out there. Anybody graduating high school, middle school, college, pre-K, 
whatever have you. If you put on a cap and gown and you took a fancy picture next to something nice, well, congratulations to you. You done did it. Um, but yeah, this is a bonus episode. Nothing, nothing too serious here on this one. Just wanted to make sure that, you know, we at least had something to put out because like I said earlier, there was some good baseball being played over the weekend. So let's get right into it. We're just going to dive right into it. Sunday League Talk, Fontana Baseball League Championship Game 2. Of course, I was there showing up late because you know me. And I appreciate my boys for calling me out on my shit if you listen to that last episode. But yes, I was there late nonetheless. But I got to see some pretty good action. Tropics ended up winning the game 14-4 to over the Mets. Tough loss for the Mets after they won the first game. But... You had to think that after a couple of weeks off and, you know, with a full Tropic squad, it was not going to be that easy to run away with the championship. So Tropics had to come out with authority and took the game 14 to 4. Seems like both teams are at full strength. You're able to really kind of see the the level of talent that both teams have. And I got to tell you, really, really good talent in the Sunday leagues, especially in Fontana and looking forward to next season. I'm sure there's going to be a lot more teams joining in the Fontana League. It won't be just strictly a, a two-division league, but uh, we'll see where that goes. But for now, we got to finish up the championship round. Series is now tied at 1-1. One to one. Going into Game 3, which is going to be this coming Sunday, of course, because it's the Sunday Leagues. But from what I saw, I mean, good defense on both sides of the game, or both sides of the ball. I mean, diving plays uh, on the infield, outfielders getting after it. It seems like both teams really, really wanted to win this one. But the Tropics offense was just a little bit too much to contain. Everybody up and down the lineup contributed and uh, scored some much-needed runs for uh, Shaman Moss, who was on the mound. Uh, for the part of the game that I saw and was just absolutely dealing, must have been really weird to throw on uh, on that that covering that was on the on the mound. You couldn't even throw off of the dirt, but you know I'm sure there was a reason for it. Um, nonetheless, um, Tropics offense just too much to contain, and the Mets disdain for the umpires was also too much to contain. There was a player thrown out, a guy got tossed arguing balls and strikes. I mean, close call. It, it could have gone either way, I guess, but uh, your man got tossed, and he had to get his two cents before he left the game. Um, Tropics had also a little bit of a moment of team discord when it seems like one of their guys didn't quite run a pop out as hard as he could, and his teammates let him know about it. Could there be a little bit of concern in tropical chemistry for Game 3? I mean, I don't know. It seems like these guys are family guys, and they've played together for a long time, so I'm sure they'll work through it, but... It could be anybody's game for Sunday. If 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 your your team is pulling in, in the same direction, then good chance that you're you're gonna be the one coming out on top. So game three, let's let's see who it's gonna be. Don't talk about it. Be about it. Come out swinging, come out throwing, and it's gonna be a really, really good match. Definitely two of some of the best teams on in all of the Sunday leagues, not just in Fontana, but willing to put these guys up against anybody in any Sunday league. There's also playoffs being played in the Aztec League. Championship started this weekend, and it's also a three-game set. You got the Yaquis versus Del Rio Pest Control. Hoping that uh, Del Rio can contain the pests that are the Yaquis. But you already know that Yaquis ain't quitting nobody. And three-game set, 
started this weekend, goes on next weekend, and if there needs to be a Game 3, there will be a Game 3. Each of these teams have won at least one championship in the league. And so it's going to be interesting to see who's going to get the second one out in the Aztec League. Do want to quickly shout out the Maui Adult Baseball League. In our last episode, I tried to run down 100, and, 100 Sunday leagues as quickly as I can. And one of the Sunday leagues that I shouted out was the Maui Adult Baseball League. They also just finished up their regular spring season and are in the middle of playoffs. In fact, they are in the middle of their championship round as well. The Royals out in Maui finished the season at 11-3. and the Dirtbags and the Pirates tied at 10 and 4. The Rays at 8 and 6. Brewers finished 6 and 8. The Warriors 6 and 8. The Centipedes at 5 and 9. And then are the Hurricanes finished at 0 and 14. A baby hurricane at that. But check out the Maui Adult Baseball League, probably the largest Sunday league in all of Hawaii, but they post regularly. And in fact, they even post up news articles. I'll read you the latest news article out of the Maui Adult Baseball League. It says here, the upcountry dirtbags and the Mackinac Royals will meet in the Maui Adult Baseball League Spring 2022 Championship Series, getting underway at 10 a.m. this Sunday, June 5th at Eddie Tam Park in Makawao. As the league's top two finishers during the regular season, each team earned a bye for the first round of the MABL playoffs. The Royals, who went 11-3 during the regular season en route to the number one seed, defeated the Lahaina Warriors two games to none in order to advance to their fourth straight championship appearance. After going 10-4 during the regular season, the Dirtbags staved off a strong Central Rays squad in a back-and-forth series that went three games, returning to the championship series for the first time since the summer 2020 season. That matchup was won by the Royals two games to one. So they met before. The Royals hope to win their third title in four seasons and their fourth overall, featuring the league's top offense with an 839 OPS and 136 runs scored, and top pitching staff, 3.63 ERA, 1.27 whip. Lance Fuji's squad includes many of the MABL's top young players. In his third season, Chaz Ishikawa was one of the league's most dangerous offensive weapons. Ishikawa led the MABL with a 515 batting average and a 636 on-base percentage to go along with 16 RBIs and 11 stolen bases out of the two spot in the Royals lineup. Paired with leadoff man Mitchell Krim, there's a bunch of stats here. I'm not going to read them all. The defending champs benefited from a dynamic duo setting the table for the rest of the offense. The emergence of Max Nishikawa in his second season underscores the considerable depth of this lineup. The Royals pitching staff is led by Jacob Tiu, also in his third season. The Maui High graduate went 3-1 with a paltry .188 opponent's average and a 0.89 whip over 36 innings during the regular season. Among his spring 2022 appearances was a one-hit shutout of the Dirtbags on January 30th and a 17-strikeout, 10-inning victory over the Lahaina Warriors on April 10th. 
In contrast to the youth of the Royals, the Dirtbags features some of the league's top veteran players, originating from one of the MABL's first two teams. The Dirtbags have won five titles since the league began in 2009, most recently during the summer 2017 season. During the spring 2022 regular season, the Bags were the league's second-ranked offense with a .797 OPS and 130 runs and finished in the top half of the league in pitching with a 524 ERA and 1.67 whip. Led by three-time MABL Manager of the Year Rich Doster, the Dirtbags feature one of the most electrifying players to ever grace an MABL roster for the first 10 games of the season in Peter Reyes. Reyes led the league in ERA, wins, strikeouts, opponent's average, and whip, and hit 414 with five extra base hits and 14 RBI before leading the I- leaving the island at the end of March. In his absence, Trevor Cahey, Joe Smith, and Keone Luft paced an offense that also features two-time MABL MVP Tim Page, all-time hits leader Anthony Benigno, and the active career leader in on-base percentage Ken Henry. A lot of stats, and it's almost over, I promise. These two teams split their season series with the Royals winning 10-0 on January 30th and the Dirtbags pulling off a 5-3 victory in a highly anticipated March 27th matchup. Following Game 1 this Sunday, the best of three championship series will conclude on June 12th with the first pitch of Game 2 scheduled for 10 a.m. at Eddie Tam Park and Game 3, if necessary, immediately afterwards. Catch the action in person at Eddie Tam Park on Sunday or tune in to Chip Swinger's live broadcast on the MABL Instagram account. Scores, stats, and photos from the championship series will be available on our website following the games. If that doesn't get you pumped up as a Sunday leaguer, I don't know what does. They've got their shit together, and it's got to be a lot of fun to be playing in Hawaii. If anybody's planning on going on a vacation to Hawaii on a Sunday, try to go check out check out one of those Sunday league games. I'm sure it's going to be a good one. Fantasy League updates. As far as our podcast fantasy team, we won this week after losing. Thank you, Boski, for riding the ship. And in our personal league, we'll get into that once the boys get back. There's also some MLB talk that, uh, MLB stuff that went down that, you know, we would normally get into on a regular episode. So I'll just kind of run down a little bit of the topics that we're going to talk about probably on episode 101. Um, so one of the topics that we want, I wanted to bring up was going to be the unwritten rules for umpires. The unwritten umpire rules. There was a play a, a week ago with uh, Julio Rodriguez at the plate for the Seattle Mariners. And he struck out looking on a called strike three, but on his way out, he drew a line in the dirt. And that was all it took for the umpire to ring him up. I mean, is it really is it is it really that personal to draw a line in the, in the sand and then just get tossed for that immediately without saying anything? I mean... Let's talk a little bit about that on the next episode. Unwritten umpire rules. Joe Girardi gets fired by the Philadelphia Phillies. Does he deserve it? Did he deserve it? Are the Phillies better off without him? I mean, we can probably start answering some of that already. The Phillies have so far been undefeated since Joe Girardi got fired. Is that all it takes is to, to get a team going, is, is to fire the head guy? I mean, if he was really the problem... It sucks for Joe Girardi because I don't see him as being that type of manager. It seems like he's got his shit together, but 
I don't know. You know, maybe he's just button heads with some of the younger players, button heads with Bryce Harper, or maybe he's just a little bit too out of touch, or maybe it just wasn't working for him. I mean, they finished 82 and 80 last year, and then the year before, I believe they had a losing record. And so with the team that they have this year, you would expect that they're going to be a postseason contender. And they were far from that so far this year. So maybe it's a good move. We'll see. So far, the Phillies are undefeated since Joe Girardi has gotten fired. The Angels. How about the Angels? I mean, the team that the Philadelphia Phillies have beaten so far are the Angels. And they've lost, as of right now, 12 in a row. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? I guess it depends on who you ask. If you ask me, I hey, keep on losing. You know, I want to see how big this thing can get. That's, you know, the rest. <laughs> but the Angels not doing so well, lost 12 in a row. And you've got two of the best players in the game. So you know it's definitely not a good luck. They were they were riding high for a good while. The Angels were if if they weren't in they weren't leading division a couple weeks ago, they were at least running high in second place. Now, well, still in second place, but at 27 and 29 with a 12 game losing streak. Texas is not too far behind the Angels, and then the Seattle Mariners winning a few here and there lately, um, following behind them at 25 and 30, and then Oakland just dipping out of the west at 20 and 36 um another team though that's doing really really well how about the yankees the yankees in the al east at 39 and 15 the best record in the major leagues if i'm not mistaken followed shortly or probably closely behind them is the new york mets in the national league at 38 and 19 right now with a 667 winning percentage but the yankees won six in a row Plus 102 run differential are definitely one of the best offenses in the American League. But lately, it's been their pitching that has turned it around. I mean, they just they just ran through the Angels and the Tigers with Mike Mo- no not Mike Montgomery Jordan Montgomery on Tuesday pitching seven innings of four hit ball with one run and four strikeouts. And then you had Nestor the Molester Cortez at seven innings pitched with five hits and no runs, seven strikeouts. Jameson Tyon. On Thursday, also the doubleheader after Nestor threw eight innings with two hits allowed and one run allowed, five strikeouts. And Garrett Cole, seven innings pitched on Friday, two hits. He was actually messing around with a perfect game. No runs and nine strikeouts. Severino, Luis Severino as well, messing around with uh, no hits. Seven innings, one hit given up, no runs, and 10 strikeouts on Saturday against Detroit. Jordan Montgomery had to go and mess things up on Sunday, throwing 6.1 innings, 5 hits, and 2 runs. Get it together. But the Yankees clearly are the dominant team in the American League. I didn't really see them performing this well this year because I I thought they were just an aging roster and a lot of them would be getting hurt and it was going to be the same old story. But yeah, they're still getting hurt, but they're, they're winning a lot more right now. And it's a long season, so it could... It could change on them, you know, just ask the Angels. But uh, so far, the Yankees are are not doing so bad. They're 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 <laughs> not doing so bad. They're in first in the American League East and, in fact, have the best record in all the major leagues. So, yeah, I'd say they're not doing so bad. Uh, but back to Nestor the Molester. Jim Cott, an uh, announcer for the Minnesota Twins, called him the Molester. And apparently drew some heat for that. 
Um, I mean, Nestor wasn't offended by it. I don't know if there's a whole lot of people out there that would have been offended by it. Maybe, I don't know, maybe a few. If your name is Nestor and you've been called that before and you really are a molester, then yeah, I could see if you got offended by it. But, you know, he he took it in stride, kind of just brushed it off, said it was cool, and everybody's friends again. Not the first time that Kat said anything uh, controversial, if you will. Uh, referenced a 40-acre field full of talented players at one point, in which a lot of people made comparisons to, you know, slavery and things of that nature. So just another life lesson for Jim Cat. I'm sure he's figuring it out. And if he hasn't figured it out, he will eventually. But I guess that's his second strike. I mean, if he says another, if he says something else a little a little funky, does that does that mean he's out? I don't know. But if you're Jim Cott, you got to worry a little bit, I guess. It's, you know, that's part of the game of baseball, right? Three strikes, you're out. Uh, we'll see. Better watch what you say next time. Even if it wasn't offensive, you just got to watch what you say. Uh, Josh Hader, uh, I guess this is part of uh, Boski's buffet, if Boski were here. But Josh Hader ties Ryan Presley for the all-time consecutive scoreless appearance record at 40 straight. Congratulations to him. That guy's nasty. And then uh, something else, a few a few Rays players, and in fact, five pitchers refused to wear Pride-themed gear during their Pride night in Tampa Bay. Does anybody blame them? I mean, I hope not. Um, it's one thing to be able to support, you know, people and their chosen lifestyle. It doesn't mean you have to force it on anybody else by wearing something that they may not approve of necessarily or if it goes against your beliefs, so... Yeah, I hope that they didn't catch too much heat for it. They were nice enough to go out and explain their reasonings for not wearing it. So, yeah, maybe it just opens up the discussion for a little bit more tolerance from the other side. And then lastly, the Dodgers were trying to put a position player on the mound when they were only down by five runs. Does that mean anything? I don't know. We'll ask Rube about it once uh, he comes out from the lawn. But uh, that's pretty much all I got for this bonus episode of Sunday League, the podcast. I'm running the ship solo, holding it down for the boys until we are one big happy family again. Boski, I hope you're having a good time following the Red Sox around. I hope they sign your chonies. And then Rube, uh, we'll, we'll get back together eventually, I'm sure. But wanted to drop this out for all the Sunday Leaguers, let you guys know, hey, go out there and win that championship. If you're in it to win it, then go get it. This is your boy DH, and I'm uh, signing out on this bonus episode. Don't forget your five bucks. Catch y'all next week. Peace out.